Hello, say good morning. I will say good morning to you. Hello, hello. I see you all on here tagging, liking, commenting, and sharing. How is your Tuesday morning going? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going, everyone? How's it going? Hello. The topic, if you did not see it, I want about 50 of you all. Y'all keep tagging people. Wake them up. They slow getting up this morning. Wake them up and tell them, tune in. The topic this morning is, hey, Jeremiah, the topic this morning is apply pressure. I've talked about this maybe some years back, but I want to talk about it again. Apply pressure. Can about 50 of you all that are available to type with your fingers, you're able to type on here. Thank you. Somebody's already doing it. Apply pressure. Apply pressure. Apply pressure. Apply pressure. Apply pressure. What are we applying pressure on? We are applying pressure on pressure. We, we about to put some pressure on our pressure. We about to put some pressure. When I say we, I mean everybody that's tuned in. When the heat is turned up and it's turned up five to ten times hotter than what it's supposed to be simply because it's you, you got to learn how to turn up the pressure and apply pressure. Thank y'all. I'm going to come down through here. Apply pressure. Come on. Apply pressure. Apply, I'm waiting on you. Apply pressure. If you don't know what it feels like, majority, everybody on here knows what it feels like to have some sort of pressure from somewhere. I don't care what the pressure is. Outside pressure, inside pressure, um, environment pressure, family pressure, relationship pressure, financial pressure, mental pressure. I need I go down through that. Pressure, pressure, everywhere you look, pressure but what we're gonna do today that's gonna be the game changer that's gonna change your day that is gonna change your situation is i want to talk to you about applying pressure on your pressure some of y'all still coming through here today applying pressure some of you all and when i say some of you all i don't want to mean uh talk offensive or say i'm pointing you out but really pointing you out to call you up when pressure gets on, you melt, you fold. I mean, you can't operate. I mean, you don't know whether you going or you coming. Am I talking to anybody today? I wish I could really hear y'all. You don't know whether you're going, you don't know whether you're coming. When pressure is applied in your life, you lose your everlasting mind. Let me, let me bag up and say it like this. Everlasting cotton picking mind. Is that better? <laughs> you go haywired. Am I talking to anybody? Y'all look like y'all just y'all y'all just pause for a minute. You lose your everlasting mind when pressure is applied in your life. But let me tell you something. You do not know the strength of a person. You do not know the drive of a person. You do not know the, y'all, my one of my favorite words, the tenacity of a person until pressure is applied. You don't know the will of a person. You don't know who people really are trusting in and where their faith level is until they are tested and pressure is applied. Somebody say you're talking to me, so I want to talk to the right group of people. You all know, you don't know a person's uh, spiritual maturity level until they go through something. They can shout all day long. You can praise all day long. You can quote scriptures, know where they come from. I mean, you can be in a scripture battling contest and win. But when pressure, <laughs> that's right, cotton picking. When pressure is applied, you fall apart. Let me, let me just talk to you today. When pressure is applied, you lose your mind. When pressure is applied, you go into depression. When pressure is applied, you want everybody else on your merry-go-round with you and get mad when they don't respond to chaotic situations every time. Pressure is applied. 
you just go crazy. I need to show you. I know you've heard it. I need to talk to you. Hey, Sherelle, I need to talk to you about applying pressure to your pressure. When pressure comes on, that is not the time for you to fold out, fall out, quick, have temper tantrums. You 40 and 50 and 60 years old, 70 and 80, and still falling out, having temper tantrums about life's pressure. If you have not learned anything else about life, you should have learned right now that the devil don't quit. Y'all better come through to the day. You should have learned by this point that he don't even like to give you breathers. You, you should have learned by this point that as long as you are breathing and you are living, he's going to try to do something in this world to discourage you, to get you off point, to, to literally to, to cause you to fold, cause you to quit cause you to throw in the towel. He's going to do something to distract you. Things will be going so good. And then he'll throw a monkey ranch in there to get you out focused on your focus. Am I talking to anybody today? He, he will throw something in there to cause you to literally forget why you even in existence. Y'all ain't never been through that type of stuff. You, so much pressure is applied that you forget your identity. You forget why you even on this earth. You can go through something so detrimental that it'll, it'll make you forget about God's promises, his plans. It'll make you forget about prophecy. I wish I could, I could hear y'all talk back today. It, it'll make you forget about prophecy. It'll make you forget about any positive words that were ever said to you about you because you focus on the pressure. You focus on what you are going through at the moment. Let me tell you, scientifically, y'all just take a ride with me for a moment. Sci scientifically, things respond to pressure. Scientifically, things respond to pressure. The entire planet is under what we call atmospheric pressure atmospheric pressure which means it is the amount of pressure exerted against a surface by the weight of the air above it it is the amount of pressure that is exerted come on by the weight of the air above it atmospheric pressure we all are living in this atmospheric pressure. We measure the pressure that I'm talking about with the barometer. And when the barometer moves, things change. Y'all better say something today. When the barometer moves, things change in our weather, in our air. That's when things are uh, tornadoes and all these crazy things happen because of atmospheric pressure. Amazingly, things change when the barometer goes lower. Guess what? It causes the weather to act a fool. Causes the weather, am I talking to anybody today, to literally lose its mind. Y'all know we in a winter storm, then you go to um, hail storm, then you go to uh, 40 days in, in our area, almost 40 days and 40 nights of, of rain. Um, we, you know, we thought we should have to build a Noah's Ark in 40 days and 40 nights of rain to back to 100 degree weather. It, it atmospheric pressure. If you do not know how to adjust to the atmosphere, change what it needs to be changed. Fix and adjust what needs to be adjusted. There's no need of you wearing. Can I just talk to you all this morning? There's no need of you wearing um, full sweatpants and we in summertime. 
Even though yesterday it might have been 40 degree weather, the next day things have changed and you need to dress accordingly. The problem is we get stuck in seasons and when our seasons change and when the day change or when things change and we're not expecting it to change, we lose our mind because of the pressure. But let me tell you, the pressure has a job. The pressure is on assignment. The pressure will bring out either, y'all better catch these two things, the best in you or the pressure will bring out the worst in you. Somebody need to type, type it so I can post it. The pressure will bring out the best in you or the pressure will bring out the worst in you. It is up to you to decide which side you're going to show. It's up to you to decide which side you're going to decide to go with. It can bring out the best in you or it can bring out the worst in you, which brings me up to my next statement. When you are in pressure and your life is always something going on, something always happening positive, whether it's in positive momentum or negative um, things happening in your life, you need to make sure that you are surrounded by people who bring out the best in you. You are surrounded by people who don't add to the atmospheric pressure. Woo! Jesus, help me today. Lord Jesus, that, that you don't thank you for summing it up today. You don't surround yourself with people who add to the pressure in your life. That you find those who bring out the best in you not the worst in you. I don't want to be connected to people that bring out my worst side. I mean, you bring out the 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 monkey in me. I mean, you you y'all know what I'm talking about. You bring out the crazy in me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You bring out the stupid in that part of me. I want to be connected to people who bring out the positive in me, the best in me. When I'm around you, you get the best parts of me, not the worst part of me because of how you act. Pressure can bring the good out of you or it can bring the bad out of you. I see some of y'all typing. Y'all saying some good stuff. I'm looking at it. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and, and look at the comments because y'all are saying some good things on here. Let's see what uh, Joyce says. What will you do? Will you allow the pressure of life to bring the good or the bad within you? Sister Anitra is saying, yes, I'm so Sherelle French, but she is on time um, yesterday. I guess she's talking, she talking to somebody else. It, it surround yourself who bring out the best in you and not the worst in you. The other side in you that you try to keep baited down and it only comes out when certain buttons are, are pressed. And y'all know what I'm talking about, about that. But certain atmospheric pressure creates chaotic weather, creates chaotic atmospheres. When that happens, when drama happens, when things happen, you got to know how to roll with the punches is what I'm really trying to talk to you about because the pressure really is not going to change. Again, as long as you're here, there's going to be some type of pressure. We live in the pressure. So how do you handle the pressure is where we need to aim it. It is our goal. It is a solution. How do you respond to the pressure when life falls in on you, when life caves in on you, when life, I mean, just literally turns a, 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 uh, loop on you, flip you from one place to another place. I mean, flip you from a pandemic to COVID-19 to a winter storm to jobless to, I mean, when life, you know, problems, family relationship, what, what you got to do is learn how to roll with the punches and apply pressure on that pressure. That's what we're talking about today. I'm listening to what y'all are saying. Lord, thank you for my surrounding, the people that bring the best out in me. Uh -huh, someone stick with the best of me. Um, that's it. When you're dealing with atmospheric pressure, make sure you're surrounded by people that bring out the best in you. Thank you for stating that. Yes, roll with the punches. Hey, Naya, you got to be, uh, you have to be adjustable. Absolutely. Cause guess what? The pressure don't care nothing about your emotions. Don't care nothing about your tears. The pressure don't care nothing about how many times you've been through it. The pressure. Yeah, we should have learned it from the children of Israel. Life pressure don't care nothing about you circling. Don't care nothing about you going around the same old mountain. They don't care nothing about you going through the same old seasons and the same old issues and the same old problems. It, your pressure does not care about that. So you have to apply pressure to the pressure. Let's see. Let's see. What else are y'all saying up 
fear. Apply pressure to the pressure. Change up my praise physically. Show the devil I, I trust in God and not in my problems. That's what y'all interpreting out of this. And it sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. So you got to learn how to put pressure on your pressure. Biblically, we might refer to this um, exertion of pressure as temptation, as um, some form of getting us off of our post or distracting us from our focus or whatever we are trying to accomplish. This type of pressure comes to break up the flow of blessings. It comes to break up the flow of unity. It comes to break up the flow of progression. This type of pressure comes to break up the flow in your home, in your house. Who am I talking to today? This type of pressure comes to break up the flow in your church, in your ministry, in your business. When when pressure is applied, it can either work for you or it can work against you. Again, it's up to you to decide how you respond to pressure because pressure is going to be there and it is not going to change. It is it is not going to change. You're going to always have some form, some level um, of pressure. Again, how do you respond? How do you respond? Maybe it's temptation. Maybe, maybe it's something going on in within you personally. How do you respond when you have pressure? The quality, y'all better write this down, take it, put it in your spirit. The quality and character of a person may be best viewed when he or she is under pressure. I started out with that. You don't know a person. I know you've been dating them. I know you think they the one. I know you think that's your boo. I know you think it's going it, it, you know, to be what it is. And I know you may even have married them. But let me tell you something. I know you may have been married 20 years. Maybe you've been married five. Maybe you've been married one. Maybe you got. But let me tell you something. You do not. And y'all better hear me good. Hear me good. Hear me like I'm I'm somebody's mama. Hear hear me. Mother in the church, hear me real good. You do not know people until you find out how they perform under pressure. You do not, well, somebody said preach, and that's what I'm going to. I don't care how many times you've been with them, how many times y'all went out on a date. How many times you went a lunch with your friend? How many times you do not know the true character of Minister Man, please, though. You, you don't know the true character of a person until they go through something crazy. And then you find out that they crazy. Y'all, y'all, I'm just telling you. They when crazy happened in their life, they go crazy. Like you find out they are good as long as they have money. Y'all gonna make me run early today. Y'all gonna make me y'all y'all gonna make me leave my seat and leave y'all on here. They good as long as they have money. They good as long as their relationship problems are, are, are okay. They're good as long as their job is okay. But let me tell you, that may not always be okay. Relationships, job, and all of it at the same time. What 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 are we thinking? There's gonna be something unbalanced somewhere in this thing called life as long as people are involved. And until you get that concept, your day is going to be ruined every day. I mean, every time you wake up, somebody going to do something to offend you. They're going to post something that you take personal, think it's about you, and it ain't about you anyway. anyways. Maybe it is. I don't know. But they're going to do something to point you out, to make you feel some type of way, and you keep giving them the power. Instead of applying pressure on your pressure, you keep giving them the authority over your thoughts and your emotions and your plans for the rest of your day. You give them the power to play you like a puppet string, as my husband likes to say. You give them the power to literally uh, make your emotions hot or cold or decide how you're going to worship. Let me tell you, people are leaving this earth every day and we don't have time to be in our emotions over something that really, really just wouldn't matter the next second. Wouldn't matter. Really wouldn't matter the next uh, moment. You don't know a person. Thank y'all for helping me teach today. True colors until pressure is applied. You don't know how they respond until something crazy happens. And that's when you find out the real character 
of a person. Not when things are going good. Not when um, they got the job they want or the money that they want. It's when they don't have the job. How do they treat people? It's when they don't have money in their pocket. How do they treat you? It's when things are not going their way. How do they treat you? How do they handle people? How do you, when I say treat you, how do you treat you? How do you handle you? It is not what we think it is. I need to see you in all seasons of your life. And that's a mistake that some of us make because sometimes things go good for so long financially with our job, spiritually may go good for 15 years and things break down. Y'all better listening to me. Things break down. And then at that point, when pressure is applied, you find out you are not who you say you are. You find out you don't know how to handle problems. You find out you don't know how to handle your emotions. Y'all don't want to talk. You don't, you find out that they don't know how to handle their anger. You find out that they don't know how to handle the problems that's going on in them. They are, they are good as long as things are going their way. And, and I call these sometimes controlling people, people who have to have it going their way. They have to have it however they envision for it to happen in their lives. But when things change, when they're not in control, I'm waiting on you all. Hey, Nancy, when they're not in control, when they, oh, what, what did Paula say? Hey, Minister Paula, at one time, gone house, car, money, furniture, but God will put you through and make pressure look good. There you go. How did you respond when you went through? How, how did you respond? Maybe it took you a minute to adjust, but let me tell you, you do not know the character of a person until they go through a season. Not just pressure, but go through a season of chastisement, go through a season of discipline, go through a season of rebuke from someone. You don't know that person until you have to put them in their place. You don't know that person until you have to tell them that they're wrong. You don't know that person until you have to tell them, you, I, I don't agree. Y'all better say something. You don't know that person until you have, pressure is applied and the real them will begin to arise. Somebody saying guilty. You're talking to me today. The problem is we don't know how to apply pressure to our pressure. We allow pressure to change everything about us. We, we are like the weather. We just change. And however it goes for this day, this moment, uh, that's how I'm going to respond. But I just helped about 50 of you all with relationships. And I hope y'all took my tip. You don't know that person. You don't know them. You don't know them. Let me tell you, you think you do, but you don't know them. You don't know them until they get a pink notice, like the woman said. She said, I kept coming to church on the song we just heard, work it out. Jesus going to work it out. You don't know them until you don't got diapers for your baby, until you can't apply uh, supply food for the house. You don't know that person until that job call them and tell them we don't need you the next day. And then they come home and take all their pressure out on the closest people to them. You don't know them. You don't know them. You got to learn how to apply pressure to your pressure. You got to learn how to literally apply pressure to the pressure. Even Jesus, and we can account and we can look back and we can uh, confer and we can make comparison of Jesus um, Christ. He was under pressure. Even Jesus and even his own disciples pressured him. And we can find that in Mark the 8th chapter and the 31st verse. For those of y'all that want scripture today, I didn't get through all of this. So it looks like we're going to be doing a part two on how to handle pressure and how to apply pressure to pressure. But Mark the 8th chapter in the 31st verse, it says this, and he began to teach them um, that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again the 32nd verse says he spoke the word this word openly then peter took him aside and began to rebuke him the 33rd verse says but when he had turned around and looked at his disciples he rebuked peter saying get thee behind me satan for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. When Jesus comes to his disciples, thank you all for writing it. When Jesus comes to his disciples, um, he tells them, I must suffer. I must go through. I must 
I'm, I have to go through this place. I'm going to be lied on, talked about, abused, um, rumors, um, things of my past. Am I helping anybody? May try to creep up. But I'm, tell, I'm telling you, well, with, with Jesus, you know, well, he, he was a perfect man. So, But with us, things of our past may try to creep up. And he's trying to explain to them this reason that I'm, I'm going to suffer this. So I really don't need you all to retaliate. I don't need you all to stop my process. I don't need you all to stop my process to the cross, to stop my process. Come on, that to my place of burial. I don't need y'all to stop this God-given process, a trial and the tribulation. I don't need you getting in God's way. And so Peter, of course, I, I believe it was done out of respect in the matter. We love you so much that what are you speaking up, master? What are you saying? What, what are you saying to us? We can't comprehend you actually willingly laying your life down and saying that you are okay with being ridiculed. You are okay. Come on. You're okay with the pain and the anguish. You're okay with it. So let me pull. I heard what you said, Jesus, but let me come at you don't you don't have to go through that. We don't want you to go through that. And Jesus, as we says, rebukes him and says, Listen, you are not basically speaking God's language. You you are not um thinking the will of God. You are operating out of flesh, basically, is what he's saying. And my issue is when people go through things, am I talking to anybody today? When people go through things, they want you to rescue them out. But what if God saying no rescue in this? You're going to go through this trial. You're going to go through the suffering. You're going to go through the sacrifice. You're going to go through the process. What if God tell them, leave you alone, let you handle it on your own? See, y'all don't like that. Don't, don't, don't interrupt with what God is doing. Learn, teach them how to stand on their own two feet. Teach them how to apply pressure, how to handle life's winds, trials, and tribulation. Teach them how to be mature. What if God is saying, do not interrupt the pressure. Do not interrupt their trial. Do not interrupt what's going on in their life. Let me work what I need to work out in them. He rebukes Peter and basically Jesus is tempted by his own inner circle to literally back out of the plan of God. When God says this is for you to go through, let me tell you, can't nobody save you out of it. Not your mama, not your friend, nobody. It is orchestrated. It is divinely already set for you to go through this specific thing. So Jesus was under pressure even when um, his disciples begin to ask or in this in this instance peter began to basically say hey i don't want you to have to go through this and he had to rebuke him and that takes a lot of power to rebuke someone that that's concerned about you y'all i wish y'all could see it the way i'm trying to tell it listen even not just the disciples or he was pressured by peter jesus was also pressured by satan he was also precious pressured by the devil matthew the fourth chapter and the eighth verse if y'all can go there real quick my time is moving matthew the fourth chapter and the eighth verse when you're there shout i'm there when you're there type it on the screen so i can put it up for those who are just maybe peeking their heads in and peeking out and they'll know where we're at um matthew the fourth chapter and the eighth verse it reads like this and again the devil took him up on an exceedingly, thank you, Anitra. The devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory. The ninth verse says, and he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. The 10th verse says, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. So Jesus is being tempted by the devil and you may have heard it before, but let me let you know that this is not an easy response. It's not an easy stance. It is not easy to um, see opportunities and then close the door. It's not easy to see what you pray for and walk away from. It's not easy to see what you work for all your life be available to you. You can walk in that door. You can take that opportunity. I mean, you can do it big, but if it's not the will of God, let me tell you, you just walked into the wrong opportunity. You just walked into the wrong door. You just walk into to the wrong Thing, wrong engagement, wrong assignment, 
And he says, basically, I will give you all of this. I will out all of the fame, all of the influence, all of your name being called and you, you know, people in the bleachers. Just let me let you see, just calling your name and you become a star. Um, You become financially wealthy and prosperous. You, you go to this high mountain. I can give you all this, but there is one thing that you have to do. And that's basically deny your faith, deny your relationship with Jesus Christ. But we rely on your relationship with God. It, it, it is just one thing I need you to do. I need you to fall down and worship me. And the problem with some of us is we worship things over worshiping God. We worship materialistic things. We worship mamma. We worship the loot in the Bible. It talks about or the booty. We worship the possessions of things of silver and gold. And we're willing to sell out for silver and gold for, for uh, what we would call wealth or financially blessed. We're willing to sell out and sell our souls to fall down and worship Satan just to have it, just to be it. Am I talking to anybody today? Just to become it. Hey, Apostle Taylor, just to be it, just to be the one. So hungry for uh, validation, so hungry for, uh, I don't know why I'm slow rolling like this, but I'm going to just stay right here. Slow rolling for attention, uh, uh, validating, um, promoting, self-promotion, those sounds like that sounds like the spirit of pride, which sounds like a seed of the devil to me. Sounds like pride has gotten in. He said, I can give you all of this. You ain't gotta go this hard route. What 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 does that look like? You don't have to go through all of this. I can skip you with the process. I can bring you on up to the mountain and you'll be there. But there's one thing you must do. You must fall down and worship me. Woo. Don't act like you ain't never had an opportunity that you knew was not from God, but it was so good. It was, it was, it was so um, packaged very well. I mean, it, it was, it, it, it was more money. Um, it, it, it was what you thought, but when you finally get in it and realize you're not in the will of God. You can't have peace. I'm not telling you nothing I don't know. You finally get what you think your flesh want and desire. And you find out. <laughs> you find out it is not what you thought it was going to be. But Jesus had pressure. His response to pressure. After he's tempted, weak, hungry, everything. After he's tempted, his response to pressure is basically Get thee yonder place. Get out of my face. Get away from here. I rebuke you, basically. Get out of my sight. For I know the word of God. And the word of God tells me I should worship God and him only. Not my job. Not my money. Not my family. Not my kids. Am I talking to anybody today? I must worship the true and the living God only and there shall be no other gods before me and he responds guess what the devil he'll leave but guess what he coming back he'll leave you for a season for a moment but he'll come back and if you don't have a comeback guess what you in trouble if you don't have a comeback if you don't know his word come on if you don't activate god's word in your life if you don't have the faith to believe if you're not so weak, you won't be able to come back. That's what applying pressure on the pressure mean. You won't know what to say, how to respond, because you're so caught up in the visible manifestations, what you want to call favor, and God calls it disposition, distraction. You What you want to call the will of God, God says, uh-uh, I'm not in that. Who took you up? Woo, Jesus, who, who raised you up? 
So what I'm trying to tell you, every time you see people who are bountiful, blessed, blessed does not mean God is with it. And I can get off of Facebook Live because I didn't get half of what I was going to say out and time is moved. Just because you see people progressing. Just because you see them with materialistic things. You don't know how they got it. And I'm not saying everybody got it wrong. You don't know what they did and what they got to do to keep it. You don't know who they fell down to worship. You don't know what they sold out to get it. We got to open our eyes, open up our spirit of discernment, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us concerning things of this nature, to look across the field at what someone else has and compare it to ourselves. When you don't have the same story, the same characters are not in, in, in there, the same character, behavior, the same religion or belief in a God, the one and only God, maybe they believe in something else. You don't know the totality of the results or how they got what they got. Did they sell out? Did they fall down and worship mammon? Y'all helping me teach today. Well, what did they do to get that you working so hard to get? The problem is when God, amazingly, God does not always take us the fast route. I've noticed he kind of takes people the slow route. And I'm cool with it because let me tell you, I'm cool with doing it God's way because when he says something, it's going to happen. Maybe it's 15 years later. But let me tell you, maybe they got it before you. But let me tell you, they probably don't keep it and they probably don't have it now. But if you do it God's way, you will outlast any pressure, any pain, anything that is going on in your life. So never compare yourself and begin to compete with someone else because of the manifestations of what they have. You don't know how they got it. And the reason I'm circling around to this is because I had a moment. And I just want to share with you personally a moment and a conversation that I had with the Lord and basically out of the conversation. This was, was the end result. The end result of me talking and conversing back with, excuse me, the, the Lord was basically God was saying that he was not pleased just because thing or a person or people um, look like they're prospering just because you can look at the visible eye and it looks like things are going good and going okay. He said, I need you to discern. He said, it could be okay in the natural and not okay in the spirit. It, it can be okay to your eyes, but I'm not okay with it. I don't agree with it. I, I did not bless it. Y'all don't want to say nothing. Y'all don't want to say nothing today. So to see people progressing, to see people getting in, and to see people looking like they are, you know, moving and going, uh, you need to make sure that God has blessed it. You need to make sure that it wasn't, hallelujah, Jesus. The, it, uh, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The, thank you, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. You need to make sure that there is not another influence, not another spirit, not another entity other than God, not another God with a little G that is taking them up. I'm just quiet. I want y'all to think about that. You need to make sure everything you deem as beautiful and colorful and prosperous, that, that literally, it goes to one of my concerns with our generation, how we promote and we jump on so quick and we judge by the look of the thing. We're so quick.
to judge by culture. We're so quick to judge by by um, people's appearance. And um, I put something on Facebook. We're so quick to judge by people's swag and what they present to us that we overlook who's behind it. Just because they are gifted, just because they can preach, teach, who prophesy, just because they can do all of these things does not mean that God is behind it. He gives us free will to do whatever we want to do. My issue is when saved, born again, believers. Boost things, promote things, promote people based off of a look. I'm glad you're interpreting what I'm really trying to say today based off of what you think somebody has. You need to know the spirit that's working behind the scenes. Oh, well, they can prophesy. Where did they get their information? Who is their source? It's quiet in the church house. Who is their source? Who is their God? Who do they submit to on earth? Who is their covering? Questions you should ask even when you are dating someone. You should ask when you are submitting yourself unto someone's leadership. I don't even know how we got here. Who is their covering? Who do they submit to? Why do they want me to submit to them and they submit to no one else? Who do they support? Because my connection with you determines whether I stay connected with you. Because if you keep getting connected to all these crazies, you are inviting crazy into my life. If you are doing all of this and out of order all over the place, you are inviting out of order in my life. Who, who are you opening your ears to? Who, what lives are you getting on it? Because they can prophesy and because you like the, what they what they bring have you checked out who's behind it the scripture bank plainly tells us the scheme and the schisms and the ism is flowing over minister man you will show right that's what's happening the schism and the isms <laughs> You need to understand what's behind it. It's showing us here in, let's bag up a little bit. Mark the eighth chapter. Matter of fact, Matthew the fourth chapter and eight verse. The job of the devil is to wait till you weak and then promise to take you up. Promise to promote you. To an exceedingly high mountain. To show you all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said unto him, all of these things I will give to you. Prerequisite. Only if you bow down and worship. That's all you got to do. Well, I ain't sold myself so, so to the devil. Like, all you got to do is worship him. How do you worship the devil? Worship money. How do you worship the devil? Worship people. How do you, how do you, how do you worship? When you accept gifts, I got to get off of Facebook Live. When you accept gifts, opportunities, platforms, doors that God didn't open and you walk in them because you desire it do you think oh whatever well, temptation temptation to, to Jesus um he was a man of flesh he, I'm, I'm sure and he tempted him 
So all temptation is the same. Everybody ain't tempted just by sex alone. Some people are tempted by success and opportunity. And they'll do anything to get it, to keep it, to have it. So again, I'm asking you who are still on here. Still on here. Some of y'all should have already been seen. I don't know y'all waiting to the end. You should have already been like, man, I, I got that. Like, literally. I, I, I'm not looking at the look of the thing. I'm looking at the intent, the soul of a person, and what's behind what is being presented. Everything you see, everything people say is God, maybe he not in it. And if you don't know the difference, you'll find yourself connected, warped, and confused. I don't know how we got here, Lord Jesus, but we got to learn how to apply pressure on pressure. When you're tempted, what is your response? I will not bow. Is there anybody on here today? Because we are in the last days and have been, but it's getting a little treacherous out here. It's getting a little treacherous out here. My husband preached on his Sunday. It's getting a little doggy doggy, been doggy, but it's getting a little doggy doggy. Every man for himself out here. Whatever's going to benefit me. How many of you all will say and repeat and type, I will not bow. I will not bow. For in the last days, they shall heap up teachers for themselves to be able to tickle their ears. I'm basically paraphrasing that, that scripture to tell them what they want to say, what they want to hear, to prophesy to them what they want to, to, to hear, um, to speak to them what they want to hear and um, find people that's going to agree with their mess and agree with their wrongdoings and agree with whatever they want their plan or their will. I will not bow. I will not bow. Y'all don't know how powerful the statement is, but I need you to type it and say it and receive it in your spirit. I will not bow. I will not bow. I'm going to apply pressure to my pressure. I'm going to respond with a praise. I'm going to respond with worship. I'm going to respond with the word of God. I'm going to respond how I have been taught to respond in the face of spiritual warfare. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to apply pressure to my pressure. You thought I was praying? Since now you've applied pressure, I'm going to pray even the more. Well, um, you thought I was fasting. I'm going to fast even the more. I'm going to do what I know works. I'm going to work the word of God and I'm going to apply pressure to my pressure. I will not bow. I will not bow. There's no amount of money that'll make me bow. There is no engagement that'll make me bow. There is no opportunity that'll make me bow. There is no relationship that'll make me bow. There is no success that'll make me bow. Y'all don't want to talk today. There is no influence you can offer me that'll make me bow. I will not bow. I got stuck there. I want to hear y'all say it, type it today. I will not bow. See, this is how you snatch people's minds back and put it back in. A, I will not bow. I will not deviate from the plan of God. I will not bow. May not feel good, but I won't bow. I know that greater is on the other side. I trust God's plan. I trust his 401k. I trust the retirement fund. I trust God's kingdom, I-R-A, I trust in the true and the living God, and I will not bow. I need y'all to come through here today. I will not bow. You cannot pay for the anointing. There ain't enough money in the world. I will not bow. Oh, glory be unto our God. I will not bow. If it makes me get out of God's will, I will not bow. I'm talking on your behalf. If it deviates me, sometimes we get distracted. But once you find out you are not on track, guess what? Get back on track. If not, you're going to make me believe that you have sold yourself. You have sold yourself. You're going to make me believe. If you re can't realize and be convicted when you have gotten out of the plan and the will of God and you remain in that way, something's not right about that. You took an opportunity that was not the plan of God. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, you know, ain't no curses. You you know, you, you, you're going to still progress. You're going to still have things, but you're not going to be internally satisfied. And you're not going to have the peace of God. How do you know, Pastor Toy? Because I've been there before. You're not going to have the peace of God. And eventually to obey him and have peace, you're going to have to get rid of whatever it is. 
whoever it is to get on track with God. That's how he works. I will not bow. I will not bow. I will not bow. If it's not his will, I don't want it. I will not bow. I will not bow. I will not bow. Oh, Lord, help us today. I will not bow. I'm getting off of Facebook Live today. If you didn't hear anything else that I heard that I said today, I want you to understand that when pressure is applied in your life, your response is to apply pressure. Oh, devil, I'm tells God, Jesus, I'm going to take you to an exceedingly high mountain. I can give you all of this power and influence and the kingdoms of this world. I can offer you all of this with the condition of you bowing down and worshiping me. Oh, you want to apply pressure? You want to tempt me? Well, then let me apply pressure back. For it is written. For God tells us. For his word says we should serve no other God. Can't trick me. Can't bamboozle me in this season. Can't bamboozle me because we know the word of God. And we are going to apply pressure to our pressure. Thank you all for tuning into Morning Coffee and Me. There will be a part two coming prayerfully on, on Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to tell y'all to get here on the live early. Don't get on here 20 and 30 minutes late because we're going to already be all the way through there and prayerfully almost on our way off. So get on with excitement. Get on expecting God to speak. God to literally share more and delve into how we apply pressure. I hadn't really just got there. I threw a little things out there, but how do you apply pressure to your pressure? How do you get your way out of some of the worst conditions in your life? How do you get out mentally, physically, spiritually? How do you literally fight your way out of a season that you know is meant to kill you? How do you fight your way out of a season that you know is literally suffocating you? How do you get to the other side? And that's what we're going to talk about in part two. We're going to show you how to apply pressure to your pressure. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, somebody said great lesson. Somebody said thank you so much. Somebody said this is good. Uh huh. Um, all, of, all of that stuff. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. If you're still on live, some of you have already have seated. You, um, some people do that. Um, before we get on morning coffee, I know the word going to be good, Pastor Latoya. So I've already put my seed in the ground. But some of you all may not have done that as of yet. So I'm just going to open up the live. And I'm going to ask those of y'all who are here If this word was a blessing to you That's how we do that If you ate from this table today And you were satisfied And you were able to take some nuggets You were able to, some of y'all even um, Taking messages for your own self And, and building in all of that good stuff And it's okay, I, don't, I, really, I really don't care Because God is the one who provides for me And guess what, he, he'll make that happen